Hey guys, welcome back to Whitetail Wisdom. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're not going to talk about products and tactics. We're going to talk about um, safety. And I'm not talking about like a tree climber, you know, a safety harness. I'm talking about when you're hunting, you know, in a new place, um, if you're hunting alone especially, um, or with a, a group of guys and you've got multiple stands, you've got to let each other know where you're going to be hunting. I mean, anything can happen, you know, on the count of one. Um, you know, unfortunately, about three, three and a half years ago, uh, I had a very close friend. Um, they were tearing down a tree stand. You know, it was going to be, you know, moving things around um, before the season started. And unfortunately, he stepped into a, uh, a ground nest of hornets, and he was stung so many times, uh, we'll just kind of leave it at that, that he went into anaphylactic shock, and he passed away. They were too far away to be able to get, um, you know, him out of there, get him to a hospital, and, you know, you don't expect stuff like that to happen. You know, I've been a, a tree stand safety instructor for probably about 16 years now. And you expect, you know, accents, unfortunately, every year because guys don't use their safety harnesses. They use them incorrectly. But one of the most dangerous uh, things is when we don't have a plan, you know, put together. You know, what if my, my, uh, my feet slip off of that stand? and I fall to the ground, and I, and I break a leg, or God forbid I break you know, more than that, do I have a backup plan? Well, guys know where to find me. Do I have a cell phone? Do I have a radio? Have I left instructions? You know, what do we do? Well, let me just kind of take us back here for a second. Um, you know, I, I've hunted in southern Indiana for a lot of years. One of my closest friends, Brandon, for years, had a, a farm down there you know, in, in, in VV, or near VV, Indiana, one of the best. Switzerland County is one of the best um, deer counties in the state of Indiana. And, you know, it wasn't a lot of acreage. You know, we're talking between his and the neighbors, maybe about 80 acres. But we had, I don't know, maybe seven, eight different stands set up. And depending upon, you know, what time of season it was with the deer movement going on, what the wind was doing, you know, just all kinds of different variables would depend on which stand we were going to choose to hunt. So it's really important that before we ever would leave the camper to go back into these stands, that we would let each other know what stand are you going to. Because if you're not back here by, you know, this amount of time after dark or by lunch or whatever we're doing, you know, you're either surrounded by deer and you can't move, which would be, you know, a pretty legitimate thing that can happen. But if you're not back by a certain time, I need to know how to be able to, to find you, get in contact with you. Um, you know, even if we've shot a deer, you know, at dark or whatever, we always say if it's, if it's going to be too dark to track it, you know, mark the last place you saw it get back out, come get us, we'll go back in and we'll do this thing together. Because once you start going back into the woods by yourself and it's, it's after dark, everything begins to look different. I was, uh, I was on a bear hunt in Canada um, back in August of, of 2023. And it was a new place I had never hunted. You know, there was about nine or 10 hunters going um, on this trip. We all met up there and I didn't know any of the stands. Some of these guys knew where the stands were. But it, it's still important that everyone knew what stand each other was going to. And these stands weren't close together. I mean, maybe the closest stand to each other was maybe, maybe a half a mile. But some of them were miles apart. I know that my stand from some of the, the team of guys that we had to uh, go meet after dark, which I'll talk about here in a second, you know, they were a good 20-minute drive away. So we had to know where each other was, was hunting for safety reasons, obviously. So first night, you know, I, I'm hunting my stand, new place. And before we ever went out in the woods, you know, the, uh, the outfitter brought us all into his office and he said, hey, 
here's a map of where everyone's going to be. This is the name of the stand. And that's what we did too down in southern Indiana. We would name the stand so we knew exactly, you know, hey, he's hunting the valley stand. You know, he's, he's hunting the, you know, the Brent stand, whatever it was going to be. So he comes in, he shows us where we're all going to be. He explains it, and they take us out and show us where the stand is before we ever hunt it, the day before. So we're acclimated to where we're going to be going because once it's um, dark, like I said, everything changes. So you got to have a plan. So the first day I'm out there, you know, I'm dropped off. It's dark, and my my thing is to get out of the stand when I'm done, walk up to the road, and then Tim, who I was hunting with, was going to be coming back and picking me up. Then we would head down and get another guy, pick him up. And we'd be waiting by the row. We had flags set up so we knew where each other was going to be. Well, after he picks me up, and by the way, when I was hunting that stand, I'm hearing this buzzing sound the very first day, and I'm like, and I'm like this humming. I'm going, what am I hearing? And I look down at the base of my stand, about eight feet away, there's one of those ground hives of bees. And I'm telling you, when it gets to be like that, I hate them worse than Indiana Jones hated snakes. I hate, you know, when, when bees start to swarm it just is spooky, especially after my friend passed away with this. So we get in the in the truck. It's dark. The, the next guy we're picking up, we found out he had shot uh, a bear. So we're, we're tracking that for the first couple of hours. So there's three of us together. So we're, we're good together. But we couldn't get cell signal where we were from the other team of guys. Well, by the time we decide, hey, let's call off tracking for tonight and we'll come back in the morning. We get out to the main road, which is still way back. You know, we're still easily 20, 25 minutes back from the nearest highway. Um, a text message comes through. Hey, one of our guys is injured. Um, we've had to, you know, call in uh, an ambulance and everything. So we're going, oh, my word. So we, we head back. We see an ambulance and a police car in the middle of nowhere coming out of there. And they're, they're not going to give us any information about the condition of our friend. All we got was a message on our phone that said um, he was stabbed. And we're trying to think, you know, what does that mean he was stabbed? Does that mean that, you know, he was gutting an animal out, you know, and he, he accidentally, you know, poked himself? I mean, we've all done stuff like that. Or, or if you're a bow hunter, you've maybe you didn't get a pass through and you cut yourself on the broadhead or whatever. But we're so far back, we realize it's dangerous to get injured out here. So you really had to have a plan. Uh, one of my, my closest friends for years, we had a saying, um, adventure begins when your plans go bad. Well, this looks like it was going to be one of those situations. So by the time we can make it to where the rest of the guys were, after they get him out, they had to take this guy out on a World War II gurney. They had that with them. And the reason is because they take bears out. When you get into such thick um, areas that you can't just get in and out of there easily, you can't get a four-wheeler in, you have to have something like a gurney. Well, they had a plan, and they had the gurney. And what had happened was he had shot a bear, and he'd, I think he'd come back up to the top of the hill, um, and when he went back down to look for it, somehow he fell on a log with a, like a, a stick or a branch, you know, broken off, sticking out, and it went up into his leg. Well, he was on blood thinners, and by the time they were starting to track the bear, there was more blood from this guy than there was from the bear. So they realized, we have to get him out of here. So luckily, they were able to contact each other, get that gurney, get him out, get him to the hospital. So... You can see how important it is, you know, to have a plan. Um, the very next day, we went back to, to track uh, my buddy's bear, and one of the other guys had shot a bear, and it was warm out. So I've got, you know, short sleeves on. This was in August, and as I'm nose to the ground, kind of looking for blood, I was looking to my right, and I stepped forward, and I stepped right into a bee's nest, and instantly I was swarmed. Well, my first thought, you know, your, your gut reaction is, I got to get out of here. 
And I stepped one step backwards, and I am swarmed. They're coming out by the hundreds out of this hive, and I'm just getting covered. My arms, I'm getting stung. But remembering what had happened to my friend Larry, I instantly realized, Brent, don't panic. You need to be able to calm down. And I just began to, to reach down and literally smash these things that were on my skin stinging me. I got stung probably 10, 12 times. But the experience that I had gained from what I unfortunately um, had happened to my friend put a plan in place in my mind that when these things, you don't panic. The first thing you have to do is stop and think, what is the best choice to do right now? So no matter whether you're going to be bear hunting, whether you're turkey hunting, whether you're deer hunting, whether you're fishing, whatever it's going to be, you need to have a plan because things really can go south on the count of one. So anyhow, um, remember that adventure begins when plans go bad. So you'd better have a plan. We'll see you next time.